Welcome to the Daytime Confidential Podcast, brought to you by DaytimeConfidential.com. On today's show, we discuss Victor's decision to take Newman public on YNR, the latest on GH's killing of baby Jake, Ridge and Taylor head to Paris on B&B, Deadline reports that AMC could be on the chopping block, the bullying storyline on One Life to Live, and Will Days do a gay storyline. All this and much more on today's show, so stay tuned. Buenos dias. Reagan, welcome. Days better do you, gay storyline. Hi. And Mel, welcome. Hey, hey. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, we had Chandler Massey and Casey Diedrich on the show to discuss their Acme um, visit. And we discussed the popular chill pairing that fans are been, have been begging for. Now Entertainment Weekly is reporting that Days could be doing a gay storyline. But it doesn't. they don't necessarily say that it's going to be the people who we want to have. Reagan, what are your thoughts? Well, that's what gets me. Obviously, they're hinting at the fact that everybody wants Will and Chad. And those two have eye sex. <laughs> it's like writing itself. Just go with it. So if you're going to go against what is naturally happening, that's when the story doesn't work. But they should write the gay storyline, and they should write it for these two characters. Yeah, that girl that was on One Life to Live, eh, I slightly like her better on Days as Rafe's sister, but she's still annoying. Well, and Jillian, even before um, Chad arrived in town, and before Chandler Massey arrived in town for that matter, people had always said, wouldn't it be interesting if um, Sammy's kid, Will, ends up being gay? So fans have sort of wanted that character specifically to be gay for a long time. What would you like to see happen with the story? You know, Jamie said before, back in the day, Days was flirting with the idea of making Mike Horton gay, but they never went through with it. I think it would be kind of something to have, you know, uh, Will be gay, a Horton and a Brady, a Sammy's kid at that. That would be really interesting. And if it was a Demera too, to see how Stefano likes that. You know what I mean? It's, but... I don't know. I really don't think Dina has the stones to do it. I don't think Dina has the stones to do anything but rip off things and just screw it up. So if they were to go there, I'd really be surprised. And if they executed it well, I'd be extremely surprised. Well, and Mel, one thing about gay couples on daytime is that while they may have moments of brilliance on the various soaps, One Life to Live, All My Children. God, Mike. Guiding light, yes. They don't always end up being the longest lasting of couples because many of them often get written off. But what about as the world turns with Luke? True, that true. Like I said, many, but not all. It it just sort of makes you wonder what could happen if they were to go after it or after that couple. It it all depends on the reaction from the fans and how it does in the ratings, quote unquote. Cough, cough, one life to live. Anyways, but I just think they should give it a shot and write a well-written story and do it. I mean, it could work. I'm all That is it. honest and accurate as opposed to some of the, like, on, well, As the World Turns, where 
they didn't really tell the story that they could have in many respects. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely give that to you. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, write a true, honest to God, accurate story of two people falling in love. Forget about it being a gay storyline, blah, blah, blah. Write it like two people falling in love and people will love it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, was it last week that Jamie said that he was sort of falling for EJ and Taylor? And then, of course, yeah. course Natalia mm-hmm. Livingston was he, leaving. I said it, too. I was, I was watching it this week, too. And they, it is, and I hadn't – I wasn't quite in agreement with Jamie and you, Jillian, when you guys said that last week. But, but this week, as I was uh, watching the soap – Come on. You like them, don't you? you I did. I like sort of did. And it's really – I mean, it's like – Damn, Natalia Livingston reminds me of what I still liked her on General Hospital before the Rebecca debacle and all the other uh, stuff that took place. That. In. If you can but, get past her breathing out of her eyes. Poor baby. She has to breathe, Jesus. But you don't, most people, when they talk, you don't hear them breathing out their speech. Stop. Well, and one of the things that I noticed is when EJ was telling Stefano about how the two of them met and how their hands touched, that there was more detail in his description of how they had a connection together than most of Dina Higley's plot lines for the past 12 months. It was sort of interesting. Do we know, any, do we know why they decided to replace her with Tamara? Or no. I, I haven't heard anything, but I always think of what Jillian says about the fact that Tamara's going to be in here and she's going to roll a neck and the whole character's going to change. And that scares me because what kind of endears us to this coupling now is that it's, you know, you're, you're liking, I personally, she's an innocent. Yeah. We're liking this kind of innocent story of them falling for each other. It's not your typical EJ conniving, you know, bribing somebody to be with him type of story that, you know, we like, we last saw how he, kind of got him and Nicole got together this this time so I don't know I just I I I look at Tamara and I see badass Carly Corinthos I don't see this role and a lot of days fans who've only ever watched her on days see her as Ava well you know (laughs) what maybe Tamara I mean this is all a part of acting I'm gonna give Tamara the benefit of the doubt because you know you don't want to pigeonhole them in their old roles you know what I mean so maybe Maybe she will surprise us and she will be this tragic, you know, heroine as um, Natalia's, um, the re- maybe like Natalia's, but I'm not gonna lie, you know, I, when I think of Tamara taking on this role, I can see her telling Stefano when he is like, uh, Taylor, why are you doing this to my son? I can see her look at here, bitch, you know, rolling that neck. <laughs> well, she even did a little bit of a neck roll with Bianca and all my children, yeah. if I remember correctly. So, yeah, uh, she, she she's inclined to do so. Maybe she will surprise us. Maybe, you know, maybe if, that's the part called for all my children. Maybe she will surprise us on days. You know, we don't want to, I'm not, at least I'm going to say I don't want to pigeonhole her and say, you know, badass Carly or, you know, this ballsy Ava. Maybe she will surprise us all and just show that she's not one note. And for all we know, they're taking the character in a different direction. So I hope not, because I don't want, because Taylor was never this, you know, Taylor was never, when she was on, she was never this person that would, she was always a pushover. She had mm-hmm. the heart 
gold. She was very sweet and loving and me, me, me. She was never this ballsy person. I hope they keep that. I hope they keep that around. I mean, but EJ does love a challenge. So yeah. maybe do you think, to... though, pairing her with EJ, that they almost have to change her a little bit to sort of make them like a team and not an opposite of tracks type of thing? Well, I don't, I mean, I'm looking at the history with EJ. He, he's been with women that were the same, that that are just like him. Sammy was just like him. He loved the fact that Sammy was scheming and manipulative and would go after anything and anyone that stood in her way. And then they, one thing I noticed with Days, when the guy gets Sammy, they want to change that out of her. And it's the same thing with Nicole. That's what he loved about Nicole, that Nicole was ballsy and will throw anybody under the bus to get her own way. I hope they don't change that because it never, it doesn't seem to pan out with EJ. Mm-hmm. You know, when he always gets the girl that always is just like him, they, they're too much alike where they always butt heads. So I'm hoping that he will find someone that always looks for the good in him, mm-hmm. but try to change him at the same time. And I think that's what Taylor can be if they keep Taylor the same way that she is. See, because I was liking EJ and Nicole this time around when I felt like Nicole was taking more of that demure role and really falling in love with him and not just trying to be with Sydney. And now, go ahead. So, so now I kind of feel like I don't like, I'm like you, I kind of like the opposites of track as opposed to him looking for somebody that's like him. Well, the first time around, he, the first time around when he fell for Nicole, Nicole, she, she loved him for him. It wasn't all about, getting Sydney, she wanted EJ for EJ. That's why this whole Sydney, she did the whole Sydney debacle because she loved him so much she was just desperate to keep hanging on to him. But I'm just hoping that they don't change uh Taylor so she can so she can, you know, have that heart of gold, that light touch that will make EJ wanna be a different person, but still at the same time will go after anything and anyone that stands in his way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of someone who appears to be going after other individuals, we la- on previous pad- podcasts we've discussed the new Abby, but I want to get your guys' opinions of the Dario character, um, Rafe, and, Rafe and Gabby's brother, because he and Melanie have been getting a lot of airtime. What are your guys' thoughts on him? Hmm. Wow, so subtle, Dina. He's going to go after uh, Melanie. Woo-hoo-hoo. Real <laughs> subtle there. I'm oh, like... It's- you know, damn, I'm like, this girl ain't even divorced yet, and she already got some dude lining up. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> she, she kicked Nathan to the curb, spilled the ink, ain't even dry on the divorce papers, and already she's lusting after someone. It's like, she needs to cool her jets. And from what I'm reading, you know, they may be hinting around at a Brady. Uh, now, this is what I want to know. What do you guys think of Brady and Melanie getting together? Because I read somewhere that in one of the magazines that they're hinting around at that. I uh. did like their initial Dario and Melanie's like initial scenes on the pier and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do like when Brady and Melanie are in scenes together. See, yeah. I like them in their like their brother sisterly relationship yeah. sort of. I'm not sure I want to see them right. in a romantic relationship. But so sometimes my favorite um pairings come out of really good friendships. So I wouldn't be opposed to them giving it a shot and seeing how it works out. Cause I'm not kind of, I don't have like that icky feeling about them. Like, ew, you're not supposed to be, 
making googly eyes at each other. Well, uh, but I did kind of get, you know, I could see them doing that whole Melanie and Dario, how one of those typical, they hated each other at first and now they're falling in love. I don't like it. I, I like Melanie and Brady being, bro, you know, brotherly and sisterly type, that type of relationship. She needs someone in her corner that will have her back. And Brady's always been that guy that will always go to the mat for her. I don't want them. I don't want them to taint that. Taylor thinks that Brooke has tainted her son on Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, lame. I know. Uh, Jillian, what are your thoughts on the continuing saga of Thomas, Brooke, Ridge, and Taylor? You know what? I don't understand why when Taylor is freaking out, Brooke does not say to her, bitch, you slept with my son. So who are you to judge me on anything? Because Taylor's a tramp her damn self. And it's like, you know, people keep forgetting that. Sorry, Smitty. Shout out to our reader, Smitty. But Smitty thinks <laughs> the sun rises and sets in that tramp's face. But she slept with Brooke's son. She's a skank hoe. Brooke ain't never stepped out of that out of that line and did that. That's nasty. I wish one time Brooke would say, um, Stephanie, you passed your kid off as a forester, and Taylor, you banged my son, and you banged damn near everybody in town your damn self, so who are you to judge me? I guess this is the growth of Brooke, because the old Brooke would have threw that up in her face. I don't know why they're not playing that beat. I, I would like them to play this beat. I would like them to play that maybe Taylor is scared that Brooke is going after her son as sort of payback deep down. She's not scared that Brooke's going after her son because Brooke can't help herself. I wish, wish deep down she's scared because Brooke wants to pay her back for screwing her own son. That would be kind of interesting to see that played out. I don't even know how to put this, but is it possible to just be sick of Taylor? Yeah, it is. I am. Sorry, Smitty. Whatever. Because uh, I'm just, she just whines and whines and snivels and whines. And uh... is that Hunter Tylo's character? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could see that coming happening. I mean, Napa, I mean, Napa Valley, you know, you live in L.A., not the Napa Valley with all that wine you doing. Shut up, girl. She makes me sick. She ma- Maybe it's time she ha- needs to have another drinking storyline. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Don't oh. give him any ideas. <laughs> I just, I like the, you know, I I do like Brooke and Stephanie going head to head, but I also miss their friendship a little bit. They could still be snarky. But I don't like the fact that Taylor, that B&B is missing this beat. Maybe they're going to do it down the line. But Taylor screwed her son. So Brooke should rub that in her face. And it should come out that Taylor's scared that Brooke, maybe Taylor's scared that Brooke will do that as payback. You know what I mean? Taylor's just the worst shrink ever. She's trying to convince her son. Uh, they're trying to convince Thomas to say that Brooke seduced him. It's like, girl, what is, she's terrible. She is a mess. I don't have a transition, so let's just talk about well, Steffi, Bill, and Katie. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, I was talking to our boy Akash because Akash was like, "You were right, Kate." Uh, Heather Tom just ran over her face. I'm like, "Yeah, it's not a fair <laughs> fight." Ooh, that's not Mal. You should have t- Mal. You need to tune in online. It's Ooh. only thirty minutes. Well, twelve if you know. If you, <laughs> you know, well, without the commercial, girl. Twelve. No, you know, girl, without the commercials, but girl. You know, Heather Tom for a minute there, I was like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make of this wallflower like you did on the um, One Life to Live? But when she saw Steffi sitting on that desk trying to seduce Bill, 
she was like, first she was like, you tried to kill Amber? And then when, you know, Steffi tried to talk, she was like, shut up! You get out of here! She ran all, Heather Tom ran all over Jacqueline McKenna's Woods' face. This is not a fair fight. I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, sir, no, ma'am. I know, you know, Jamie likes her to each his own, but that's not a fair fight because that girl ran over her face. It's um, I love it. I love this storyline. I love it because, yeah, it's gonna get really juicy. It seems like they're gonna throw Nick in the mix, and it seems like it's gonna be like a little triangle. Nick in the mix? How does that get juicy? What? The guy's like a. Um, I think it's juicy. That's all on you if you don't. Cause you're no, I just like I think of like a- after Bridget and Bridget where Bridget ain't on the. Well, I know, but like his his recent romances haven't been all that chemistry laden well, let's put it that way maybe now that they have don diamond thrown in there and that little well no don diamond thrown in there because i'm sorry i just don't think jackie can you know hang with these big boys it's gonna be interesting because she goes you know she goes to nicks to like you know as a place to stay at because she's tired of you know um bill doing his foolishness with steffi and amber Steffi, being the little bitch that she is, she goes and spies and reports back to Bill. And Bill, like, has, like, this massive titty attack and is like, ah! And Nick... A titty attack? Did I stutter? Yes, a titty attack. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard that one before. Well, if you don't know, now you now know. You know. <laughs> but he goes over there and he freaks out and Nick jumps in it and is like, I am not letting you go with him, with him acting a fool like this. So it's going to be great. It's just too damn bad that you're not playing Sarah Brown in this. Because Sarah Brown versus Heather Tom would be epic! Oh, yeah, that would be good. Oh, I wish they would throw her in the mix for her to be like, "Uh uh-uh, Trick, you ain't messing with my man. I wish they would. It's just a sad day in hell that they have her on recurring. I just don't, oh, it's just a sad day all around. So tell me what's going to happen next with Amber and Tani's scheme about Liam. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to give everything away. You got to check DC for that. But when are they going to grow Amber up? You know what I mean? When I say that, she she is she is forever young. She not only not only that, they are forever. It's like a one trick pony over there. She is forever in a triangle where she's trying to pass off some other guy's baby so she can snag the rich guy. It's kind of tiresome. I mean, she did it over at B&B several times, um, over at Y&R, which I try to forget. But over at Y&R, she drugged a dumb Aussie who she thought was rich in order to marry her so she can get that money. It's kind of lame now. Grow Amber up. I would like to see Amber try to go toe-to-toe against Brooke, I mean, Adrian France and Catherine Kelly, they can tear up a scene. Like, it's kind of like, kind of tedious in a way for her to go with this new sack. Well, let's talk about One Life to Live for a minute. Mel, mm-hmm. you've been quiet, so I want to get your opinion. What do you think of how this bullying storyline is developing? You know, I keep trying to see where they're going with this, how this is going to develop someone's character, and I just. It's not really working for me. You know, watching Jack and his little minions and the rest of the people in the class push somebody around who obviously has asthma and can't even be in gym class and <laughs> then steal his inhaler as he's on the floor like a fish 
was disgusting. As someone who has asthma, yeah, it didn't really. You got sit asthma? Well with me. Yeah, I do. It's not real bad like it used to be, but you know, I just. When I went to school and when I was little, it was bad. Like, I had to carry around my inhaler. Like, my friends were always, like, or people that didn't even know, they were like, oh, you got your inhaler, blah, blah, blah. Do this, do that. Trying to look out for me and stuff. Like, I never knew anybody that would tease me about it or try to push me around or do things like that. So, I I don't see – I mean, children are cruel. I absolutely believe that. But would they be so cruel to let somebody die on the gym room floor? Yeah, Reagan? it did seem a little harsh. I, I have to agree. I just, I'm I'm struggling with usually how good One Life to Live casts its young adult characters, yeah. Yeah. and that they put oh, that baby, they put this Andrew Tashada on contract. You know, I'm I'm not. I don't want to jump all over someone so young and not give him some time, but. He's been on for a few months. Uh Uh-uh. Go ahead and say it, Reagan. Somebody who's just not that good, especially when um, Carmen Laporto was so great in the role and just immediately put him on contract when really the character of Jack, I get with the bullying storyline, he's getting some more airtime in with Todd being in in his shooting storyline. He's getting some screen time. But to put him on contract when... Shane, who's the one getting bullied and the one laying like the fish on the gym floor, was dropped to recurring. It seems a little ridiculous considering that he's just not worthy of a contract, in my opinion. Oh, I'm going to go there. Shane needs to tie. He needs to take a hit of his inhaler and tie that boy up and throw him off yeah, the Yeah, like exactly. it's... And, and let maybe... This kid, give this kid some balls and let him fight his, his no. back. Shane but don't do... you think that the re- that's possibly the reaction the writers are going for in the fact that they're, they're wanting to tell us they're up. wanting to tell a story about a victim who will either eventually fight back? No, Shane needs what I'm trying to say is Shane needs to tie him up and throw him off a pier and Carmen Laporto come back because this baby cannot cut it. I'm I down. Yeah. Ooh, this boy. I'm like, oh, one life. I'm sorry. I this storyline, I understand what they're doing because it's relevant, you know, in this day and age with all the bullying going around. But yeah, this kid needs to go. He just sucks dumb. I totally applaud them for telling such a relevant story. Yeah, yeah I definitely do. And I would love to see no, nothing more than the build-up and the build-up and see the the kid who's getting abused snap and the repercussions from all that. But it's just – and I do understand to a certain degree, much like we saw when my beloved Drew Garrett got booted from uh, GH in favor of Chad Duell, that Carmen Laporto just body size-wise was not going to fit the role that they needed to tell the storyline. I do understand that, that you get limited with these, with these child actors to a certain degree, but I'm sorry, you are much better at casting to cast this, this boy. And then to put him on contract, I just, I don't get it. I don't. Well, and so would you guys like to, plus the the little sidekicks of shrimp. I mean, hem that boy up. <laughs> you sound well, like a thug. I want to ask you though about one. I mean, where where you'd like to see this go? Because obviously there are the there is the story that you can tell about someone who is being bullied who and make it a good thing. But then there's also the storyline about someone who's been bullied and then they go off the deep end and do something terrible. Um, uh, which way would you like to see it go or which do you think would be the best for moving storyline? 
Can I say that I just got a little worried because I saw um, John Paul and Farrah Fath give that PSA after one of the shows this week, and they talked about teen suicide, and I was like, oh, please, one life to live. Please don't do that. Please, 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 please. I caught so that. I, hope I, I, I got a little worried. I'm just I don't saying. think, I don't know if they're going to go that route, considering the flack that GH is getting for running kids over. I don't know if One Life would go there. It would be interesting. I think it would be interesting to go there. I, re- I really it, it would. It would be interesting. When's the last time you actually saw that storyline? I, I, I think it would be really good if they went there. Maybe, you know, I don't mean shame. Maybe Jack can die. You know? Sorry. Only he dies and then he comes back as Carmen Laporto. I'm down. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, but Maybe. no, Maybe if we saw like a suicide attempt, yeah, not an I, actual death. Because I think it, I'm sorry, ABC Daytime's with everything going on at GH and with news of stuff at all my children and everything. It's a little too depressing right now in the soap. But, so I don't mean, for no, I think they should. Well, you know that's you, but I really do think they should go there because I think thing, I'm with Jillian on this one. Well, the attempt. I don't know about the actual. No, yeah. I really do because things like this happen in real life. We can't sugarcoat it. And uh, I, I mean, if you if you think about it, and yeah. maybe this is a bad example because I wasn't, I'm not as long time a YNR fan. But what what YNR did with Cassie has had long standing reverberating effects on that show. Now, granted, Rex and Gigi aren't Sharon and Nick New- the the Sharon and Nick Newman of Landview. I think Josh but, Morrow would beg to differ. <laughs> but but. It could be something that could have long range effect. Let me defend Gigi for a second. I think if Shane were to commit suicide, she would rock it because oh, I, I'm not very bad. I, let me say it. Let me say it because anytime you mess with her Shane, Gigi's Shane, Gigi yeah. will go off. She will cut a bitch over Shane. I thoroughly believe that. So First I mean, Kathy the Piva. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It, like you said before, it's not a fair fight. And the other thing about this is, is if they were to pursue such a storyline, it would also make it pos- potentially possible to break up Rex and Gigi organically and put them in other people's orbits because it sort of seems like they're sort of stuck w- with each other by default sometimes, and so it might move things along that way too. I think they should go there. I mean, I mean, I know you know ABC is a little heavy with. Uh, what Jake getting run over. Right. But it is what it is. I mean, this is real life. You can't, you know, pick and choose in real life. This should be something, this is something that's going on. It's like, an, it's an epidemic, so they should really go there. Well, and at the same time that um, ABC is dealing with the death of a baby on General Hospital, One Life to Live is shooting porn. Um, <laughs> and there's more to go on with it's like all gonna more go on with this bullying storyline where next week more is gonna happen with more bullying and Rex is gonna find out exactly what's going There's on. There's a breaking point. Somebody mm-hmm. reaches their breaking point. Yeah. Well, and I was I was wondering if if Rex was like in desperate need of cash now that uh, and wouldn't when they when Austin Peck's character went and waved the money in front of him for doing a porn. Rex paused a little bit too long. I thought. Oh right. Like, <laughs> I, I I really hope that we don't go in that direction. But okay, if we no. do, that would be interesting. Meanwhile, as as Rex is investigating into the death and has now uncovered this tape, Nora's getting her memory back. Reagan, what do you think of how that's playing out? At first, 
when I was watching it this past week, I said, oh, they're going back to the old spoilers that it was Nora who killed Eddie. And then they seemed to kind of brush that under the rug when she said, oh, it was locked and I walked away. But I don't know. I'm thinking that and we're still gonna, there's still going to be some kind of twist from what I understand. Yeah, so. I heard it was somebody, but I don't, I don't know if I believe it. My, my question was, is when did Bo become a therapist? It was like I was watching those scenes. Oh, like, yeah. Well, who was talking? <laughs> it, it, it was very hypnotherapist like... of him. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mel, I was so happy this week because David and Dorian. If I'm not mistaken, you're a fan of them too. Oh, of course. I love me some David Vickers. We can't. Whose legs are you in between? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, you gotta yeah. make an entrance, boy. That's why this show needs David Vickers. I you just, can't. Oh, and David I just saw how upset I was on Friday when, if he leaves her at the altar again, I so want to be done with this show because of it. They have brought me to the break of those two being married so many times, and every single time it always falls through. Don't worry, you'll be watching. I know I'll be watching, but it pisses me off. Why oh, I'm can't... telling you, don't worry, you'll be watching. Exactly. Read between the lines, Mr. Literal. I know. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Hella, but, hella can tell what you're saying, Reagan. Shit. <laughs> One thing that was clear to the Newmans is that Victor is not going to give them beauty of nature. It's still stupid. I, I don't get it. I, it's, it's still dumb. They still, you know, Victor didn't want to give them anything, but just... That's still dumb. You That's know. what I was asking Jamie about. I said, I said, I missed something. I'm watching this. Victor's stance on this whole thing has been, I don't want to give them the company, and I don't want to give them $1.5 billion. If I'm not mistaken, the premise that has been established is that in that he would have to take it public in order to pay them the $1.5 billion. So now, instead of seeding beauty of nature he's taking his company public he goes jamie goes yeah he says it doesn't really make sense but that's what they're doing yeah it doesn't because yeah. i'm like he didn't have to take the company public he could have paid them off by breaking off little bits and pieces of the company but it does not make any sense i guess victor is trying to teach them well if you i don't know i can't even rationalize i guess i guess he's like well if i have to give so much away to my children why not let everybody have a piece you know i I don't know. It doesn't really no, make sense. It doesn't make well, sense. and now it sets up opportunities for Jack and Tucker to swoop in. Well, well, you see big Catherine is like, I'm not doing it. Catherine is like, I'm not going, jumping in with you. It's still, it, it, I can't rationalize it because in the end, Victor, if you take a company public that's so big and you know, profitable as Newman, Victor's going to get nothing but money. So who is he sticking his nose at? I guess I guess in Victor's mind, see, I can't figure it out, but I'm just going to go out of here on a limb and think that maybe he's thinking to himself, this is my legacy. Because of you bastard kids, I'm taking the company public. So once you suckers get you, get it together and get back into the fold, there is no company that you're going to be fighting over because no one owns it now. You're going to get your $500 million each. You're not going to get anything more. Well, I mean, they can still buy a big chunk of the company, so... But they again, have to spend their money. Their own money. Yeah. yeah, well, they can still, in the end, I mean, I guess that's what Victor... I don't know. See, it's stupid. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. 
I did I did like that they had everybody in one room to watch it though. That was sort of fun. The funny okay. thing is in real life, IPOs when you make it a public offering like that, it doesn't I mean, it takes a while to get an IPO set up. Um, hello. We're talking <laughs> about this, this is Y&R. I know it's soap world. And, like, I had the same debate over the whole, like, kidney transplant storyline that you have to just, you know, give, allow some liberties for these storylines. But then you're just believe, but. Our thing is, why would Victor do this? I guess he's saying in the long run, when you kids, you know, because I guess Victor knows his kids well enough to know you're going to be back in the fold one day. And when you come back in the fold one day, you ain't going to have no damn company to run because other people own a piece of it. So it it makes no, it's just dumb. It's Mm. very dumb. But the one Victor really need to watch out for is that damn Adam. You know, Adam still has some of Sky's money. So Victor really needs to watch his back with that because Adam could, well, Adam will be a thorn in his side with that. How's that for a spoiler, Luke? There you go. That's a good one. Any any Adam spoiler is always a good one for me because I love the character of Adam and I want him back with Sharon. I do not want this new oh, man for you. Sharon. What? I want him oh, back with you. Well, it sucks to be you because it ain't going to happen. I know, but I want them back together. They're oh. so good. Yeah, well, next week, well, I'm going to give you this. They are not. They, are, they have chemistry. They're I... my favorite couple on that show right now. They have some smoking chemistry. I will say that. But, honey, you know Doris. Doris rolls herself on into she that. Back. Oh, I love her. Child, well, you're going to love her because she rips Sharon to shreds. Yeah, I like her because she oh. always oh. a naughty chick. That's right. And Sharon is just saying, you can't believe this. Like, Doris is like, daughter? I don't know why she says that like they're from Little House on the Prairie. That's how she do it, though. I don't know why she well, do that. But what do y'all think of Vance and Nikki? Uh, no, Dicky? <laughs> they're stinking. Shut <laughs> up. For, okay, you're going to join Jake on our road, sucker. <laughs> I just love to get under Jillian's skin. How do you not love a squish name like that? How do you no. How do you not love Jake getting run over? Yeah, I went Ooh, Jillian is a baby. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, <laughs> we're going to save the GH conversation for a little bit later. <laughs> Back to Vance and Nikki. I wasn't that impressed. What? Oh, my God. Oh, Luke, go, go sit down and drink. Your I still want no. When you have Deacon and Nikki as a benchmark, Vance and Nikki do not measure up. I can respect Victor, Victor and Nikki because of their history, but in terms of chemistry and in terms of just being hot, Deacon and Nikki is where it's at, and Vance is never going to measure up. Okay, you sit over there with your corn liquor now. <laughs> now, what do you think of it? I I want to see a little more of it, just so you know, for yeah. my opinion. You know what? I sat there and I said it. I said, you know what? I like them because I have to give Miss Bell her props. Well played. I like them because he's a new character. He has no ties to anyone. You know, no one's been with him. That's an open playing field. He knows Victor. He's the only one that really took Victor down. I mean, yes, the kids did it, but his legal eagle mind took Victor down. He can go toe-to-toe with Victor. I love it. I love it. He can go toe-to-toe with Victor. And Eric Roberts is not a bad actor. 
So no, he's definitely a good actor. I yeah. Really like so this will be oh, but you know he's doing that pilot. So I was gonna say we're not gonna see him around much longer. Well, he's we don't be know that if it gets picked up. Yeah, you know, you never know. But I'm hoping they keep him around because he can go toe to toe with Victor. I love it. I love it. Well, he's a hustler. So more it. If, if his pilot doesn't get picked up, he'll stay because he's yeah. a hustler. Yeah, exactly. And well. You know, they showed your boy this week, uh, Mr. Man, Adam and Phyllis. What you think about them two? Oh, I think they're, I think they're hot too. I, but not as, not as hot as Sharon and Adam. What? Stop! Oh, you I like Sharon and Adam together oh, a lot, and I oh, always like Phyllis with Jack. Boy, look. I still think that I like Summer Phyllis. is Jack's kid. Cause you slow, but no, I like <laughs> Phyllis and Jack. I do, but Adam and Phyllis. I'm really like I, I told I, I've been wanting them to team up slash hook up for a while. I will say this: if he ends up with Phyllis, it's going to make Nick's head explode. So that's, from that standpoint, that's the drama there. I, I would love to see that. I don't think because don't Nick care. Nick's head looks like it could explode from, I mean, one plus one most days. But to see Adam with Phyllis would be fantastic. I you know I don't I don't think they will go there. But Adam and Phyllis are, I mean, they're both conniving. They're both manipulative. You know, they both have each other's number. They have the heat. And you know what? Ingen was in the role. They played around with it. And I'm sorry. I know he has like one or two fans that like him, but I'm going to be real here. When he was going up, flirting with Phyllis and trying to get with Phyllis, I had the same look on my face. Well, me and Stafford had the same look on our faces. I'm like, Really? You're going to go after Big Red? I'm like, please, Phyllis will eat your lunch without even breaking a sweat. It just didn't, it didn't look right. It looked like that was, it did not look right. But See, I thought that Stafford, Deacon and Phyllis were well, they're always. Hot, but Muni and Stafford, they were fire. Like when he started, when she tried to like flirt with him to not get him into that hotel room or whatever, he was hot. They were hot. They have chemistry. Yep. They do. Well, someone who's gone cold. Oh, that's a terrible segment. <gasps> I know what you're going to say. I want you to go there. Man up. Go there. Go. I, I said it. Emily O'Brien. Um, She's out. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say Jake. <laughs> no. No. You so oh, you, uh, punk. See, I was like, Luke, that was ballsy. I was going to give you your You prize. thought he was going to say Jake, too, didn't <laughs> you? I was like, <laughs> I think you guys overestimate my ability at good segues. <laughs> I, underestimate, I overestimate you to being ballsy. I would have loved for you to go there. Well, what do you guys think of the fact that they're writing Jana out, that Jana is closing in on the truth about Daniel's baby? And I, Emily O'Brien is such an, a great actress. I've enjoyed her since the beginning of when she started on the show with her little My Little Pony streaks and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, it's sad to see her go. But I can see why the focus sh- should be or could be turned to other characters. Mel, I'm, if I remember correctly, you're not a big fan of Uh-oh, you think? Nope, <laughs> not at all. She was having her own little Twitter party. Oh, my God. Have your drink and your two-step. When I saw that, I said, I know who was out in Texas is showing their natural ass off right about now. I'm wide up. Oh, dude, a stanky leg. That was Oh, ah, no. Stanky <laughs> leg. Oh, gross. Yeah, but in all seriousness, 
y'all know it's been years since I liked the character of Jana. Ever since they did that whole Jana has a brain tumor, she gonna kill Kevin and Colleen when she was still alive. But oh, but a brain tumor makes it better, and everybody forgive. Mm-mm, I was done with. Well, you. that was a whole era of make better because that was happening on general or on all my ch- that it was about the same time it was happening on all my children with Jeff Branson's character. But I was done with her. I've been done with her since then. So to see her go, goodbye, leave. Uh, don't let the dough hit you with a good lord spit you. I'm done. But before <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> she she was good. I I she she's a good actress. I'll admit it. Okay, I said it. She's a good actress. She could do her thing. But it was time for the her and the young Narissa's to part. And I can't <laughs> die. I hope she dies. Please die. <gasps> oh, well, and Julian, <laughs> at the same time. At the Sorry. same time, I'm a little bit worried about, well, I'm not worried. Worried's the wrong word. Daniel and Michael are hunting for Daisy. Billy is taking and trying to keep um, his hands on the the child, which, of course, is Daniel's. Every, the viewers know it. No one else in town seems to. I'm sort of struggling with Daniel knowing the fact that his baby is safe and he seems to be okay with it. And the fact that it seems like the baby is going to progressively just sort of slip out of Billy and Victoria's hands and out of their control. I don't know. It's one of those storylines okay, that I just I don't know trying this... to work through as I'm watching, and I don't know that I totally grasp where it's heading. I don't. I didn't grasp what you were just saying just now. What are you? What were you saying? What I'm confused. Well, what do you think? What do you think of, about how those two storylines are progressing and the eventual merge? I mean, where they t- they end up meeting. I don't care about that storyline, to be quite honest. I don't know why Miss Bell, you know, Maria is doing her thing right now. I don't know why she thinks that bringing this girl back, this damn Daisy back, will endure viewers to liking her. We don't like her. Call it charge that one to the game, man. She sucks. The character and the actress, she just sucks. I don't. It's it's not even relevant. She's not even relevant anymore. Like, let everybody yeah. find out about the baby and call it and let her go about her merry way. She is not the new Sheila. Please. I know somewhere Kimberly Brown is like, boy, stop. That's, she just sucks. But, you know, with Jana, I guess they're, you know, this seems like they're setting something big up for Jana. What, puppy and this nosy trying to figure out you know, this baby snatching stuff because why would Jenna even care? You know what I mean? Unless there was some big payout for her. I mean, Kevin has con- constantly told her, I don't want you. It doesn't seem like you would think that Jenna would be doing this so he can, so she can be in uh, Kevin's good graces, but this is just out of left field right here. So. Well, mm. She wants to keep the truth covered so everything won't come out about her really knowing her, every, but about her um, having her memory, like, you know, because she was in cahoots with Daisy. But then she um, feigned not having her memory anymore because she couldn't remember anything so she can get back with Kevin, remember? But nobody else knows it. Yeah, but why is she looking, why is she all up into this baby switch mess? Like, I don't get, what is she trying to do with that? You know what I mean? I, I guess because it'll lead back to her and... Really? And blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. It would make sense because if you keep the baby switch under wraps it wouldn't come out that Daniel's a real daddy and blah 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 I don't know it has I, implications see I, I don't know why she would care I would think that she would just 
Minnow. Since Daisy realizes that she hasn't snitched, Daisy's not going to snitch. And Ryder so, keeps popping up like a jack-in-the-box, too. So I don't mind him, but this damn Daisy, enough, 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 I enough, agree. enough. It's like Weinar is finding excuses to write her back in. Y'all it's don't need like, to do that. Right. It's we like, don't need those type of excuses. It's like They're Maria just... is trying to force us to like us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't like eating Brussels sprouts. He ain't going to force me to like this chick. So stop. Let's talk about all my children for a bit. At the beginning of the week, Deadline reported that ABC was considering trimming all my children from its lineup. By the end of the week, we had actors tweeting that they had been told that all my children wasn't going anywhere. Reagan, what'd you think of how the week, the story progressed over the course of the week? Uh, I was always taught where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's been a lot of smoke (laughs) around all my children. So, you know, it's it's the same story that we've heard time and time again. When Mel found out about Guiding Light, they weren't being canceled either. When Jamie found out about all my children moving to New York, or moving from New York to L.A., that wasn't happening either. Chriselle Strauss, or Strauss even said that she would probably find out they were being canceled on Twitter like she found out about the move from New York to L.A. So... Right Mel there, found, yeah. Mel found out about um as the world turns too. So yeah, I mean it's it's. I get that these, you know, Julianne Crothers wants to you know reassure her cast that right now it's just rumors and there's no decision being made. But Jamie made an excellent point in his piece when every single primetime show is on the bubble. It's on Entertainment Weekly, TV Guide. Uh, As fringe fans, we hear about it. We were hearing about it. And I love that. You know, I love it that it gets out there because as we saw on Friday, it saved fringe. Why is it so terrible that we're reporting that all my children is in danger of getting canceled because of its ratings and ABC may go with a talk show that they think may be more cost effective for their network. Thank you. Look what it did. I got more tweets from fans. Send pregnancy tests to ABC studios. Why? Because of all my children. Get it? Uh-uh. No. Oh. Yeah. I hope it's not out of use one because I don't think I want that. <laughs> I, listen, I don't. I have no use for a pregnancy test, and I ain't gonna buy one to send it to ABC Studios. I hope it's not a used one. That's kind of okay. But you know, it it had no had nobody said anything. Had Jamie not first reported it? Had Deadline not back? Well, and it Jamie's up. And, and and Jamie's report was that ABC was going to. Ha- Make a decision. Have to make a decision. He never specifically said AMC would be canceled. Right. It's just that, but had Jamie not made that report, had Deadline not backed it up and furthered it with, it looked like it was definite that all my children was going to be the one go, let go. There wouldn't have been this huge burst for these fans to to start these campaigns. So, what do you, you know? Were, if nobody said anything and it just got canceled, then what? Then exactly. We'd, we'd be mm-hmm. smacked on the hands for not saying anything? You know, these these ABC execs get all mad that things get reported. Well, we're on your side. If you love daytime and you want these soaps to stay, we're on your side. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, to gear, gather, gather up. We don't want to go from six to five. Right. So it's just, I just think, you know, to to look at it as, 
you know, as bad, a bad reporting or to, or for whatever reason to like shame on us for saying that, you know, it's, it's responsible on our part to say, Hey, this is what's going on. ABC needs to make a decision by the end of the quarter, which is Thursday for anybody. Thank you. Right. who's, Who's, uh, who's wondering Thursday, March 31st is the end of the first quarter. They're making decisions. Yeah. They may still decide to say, we're going to stick with what we have. Explain that. Yeah. I'm glad you explained that because people don't get the whole, because they're, they don't get the whole April fool's thing. I'm like, yeah, it just, yeah, it, it just happens to be the end of the first quarter. I, you know, the quarters run on a three month cycle. There's four mm-hmm. quarters in a year. So, uh, you know, it's not irresponsible of us to report on this. If Grey's Anatomy was in danger of getting canceled, we'd report on that, too. Just like Luke brought up with Fringe. That was on every entertainment. Well, I'm just saying it was on every entertainment site out there that they were in trouble of being canceled. And when we found out Friday that they got picked up for a fourth season, it was on every single entertainment site that it got picked up. Well, well and, and that's one of the and intrinsically maybe that's one of the things that makes people a little bit more concerned about the ABC soaps is because unlike the NBC and CBS soaps, which have to be renewed since ABC already owns their three soaps, there's never a quote unquote renewal officially that can give people fans a little bit of an assurance so when reports do start coming out, it can be a bigger reason for concern. Well, what you got to say, Mel? Well, I was going to go off of what Reagan said. I think AMC fans are feeling a little bit too much cushion because of what the actors were saying on Friday. Now, I'm not saying I know more than them, but I'm just saying what happened with God and Light. God and Light was still uh, thinking they were going to get another season on March the 23rd or whatever it was that day, too. But come April 1st, it was a different story. So. And in one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when you were in Florida with one of your interviews, one of the actors said, why would they send us to on this trip if we were going to get canceled? I believe that was Jordan Clark. It was either Jordan Clark or Ron Raines, one of the two. But I want to say Jordan Clark. That's exactly what they said. They and then when I went on that trip, they were all like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're feeling good. The show's getting better. We're out here having a good time." Blah blah blah. Two weeks later, canceled. You know, and you just need to remember that because this is very very similar to what happened with Guiding Light. Because I think Variety reported that, "Oh, they're in trouble. They're gonna be canceled." Blah blah. We don't know. Two days later, it was off. So when this thing happened with Deadline, I was like, "Uh oh." Right. It, you know, it's all well, see, and what I've been thinking about as this the week progressed is that in the back of my mind, and I don't know this. I'm this is just what I was wondering. Is like, could it be that the deadline reports that the major press for all my children is the thing that if there is going to be a soap canceled or that saves all my children? Because things have been really silent about One Life to Live because everybody's assumed that All My Children is the one in danger. And because of the fact that we have the impending April 1st deadline and knowing what has happened on the other networks with Guiding Light and As the World Turns, I'm not going to feel comfortable until we are like at April 5th because whether or not they decide to keep them both or to cancel one of them, until there's some sort of clear indication from ABC which path they're pursuing, I don't think that 
anybody should take anything for granted. Now, well, with ABC owning their shows and not really having, not with a you know Procter and Gamble own type show, I would assume that even if they make a decision and have their quarterly meetings and decide what they're going to do, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't readily announce it. Well, my thing is, is this. You know, everybody get mad at, I can't believe you're reporting it. Don't shoot the messenger. You need yeah. to be mad at your bosses. I'm going to go out there and say that. People who, the people that fans and some of these and some other people who should be mad at are Brian Franz. They should be mad at Julie Han and Carruthers. They should be mad at the writers for putting their show in a state that makes them vulnerable for cancellation. You can't get mad at us for reporting it. It is what it is. You yeah. can't. What? I got called everything but the child of God when I broke that guy like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. They were like, you're just vulgar. You, why would you say that? You don't like this. Energy. You don't want to survive. I was like, I'm just reporting the fact. I mean, we're just, you know what? I, the way I look at it, I'm looking at it from this standpoint, you know. You sh- I look at it like with us reporting it, maybe it will light a fire under it with all the fan outpouring. I'm happy that all the fans are supporting, writing and calling in and texting or whatever that these stars have them doing to save the show. I'm happy for that. It's not like we want it to die. Maybe this will light a fire under the brasses to finally take stock at their shows and say what needs to be taken away, what needs to be added. What writers work and what writers don't work. What storylines don't work and what storylines do work. You can't get mad at us. You need to get mad at the people running your shows that you like. And I and I think complacency, as you as you mentioned, goes both ways because I think that as fans, sometimes we get complacent with the inevitable. Like, we know the industry is dying. There's not much we can do about it. But at the same time, if fans lull themselves into a state where we don't talk about this type of thing, then we're only going to have ourselves to kick in the butt when it actually comes down. If we don't talk about it, then fans are going to be the same fans that love these shows and so forth are going to be mad that we're not reporting about it. So it's like a catch-22. It's damn if you do and damn if you don't. But my thing is, I, you know what? I, I just brush it off my shoulders when I see these people. Oh, my God, you're reporting about it. Why are you trying to kill it? I'm not trying to kill anything. I don't write for ABC Daytime. I don't work for ABC Daytime or CBS or NBC. You have people that are making thirty-five grand a week doing this, but they don't want to give it their all. You would think that with all the news about the cancellations and so forth, that someone would say, you know what? I need to take stock and I need to revitalize and revamp this show. Where, I need to stop. What? Why? Why are there? Why are we getting tweets from all my children actors? Where's Brian Franz saying mm-hmm. all my children is not going to be canceled? Thank you. You if should this be, is if yeah. this is so so definite, why are you hiding behind your actors? Why hasn't ABC released? That's what I want to know. Yeah, why hasn't ABC released an official statement? And why isn't it from Brian Franz himself that 
all my children will not be canceled. Well, you know, there was a statement I saw on people that it, it landed on people chow. You know, it's on their website. And <laughs> yes, it did. And, you know, the publicist was like, oh, this has been in the Zai, you know, guy. This is oh, been that one ether. about this yeah. has been rumors for a while yeah. now. Why isn't there? No, we're not canceling our shows. We're dedicated to our industry. Well, let's talk a little bit about what happened in Pine Valley this last week. I love little Emma. <laughs> she now, gets angry. I love her. I, I, as I was watching, to, this, she used to love Greenlee, though. Not anymore. She's like, this bitch is messing with my mama. That's right. Now, oh, as I was crazy. watching those scenes, though, I was kept. I was like, I need to talk to Mel about this because <laughs> all of a sudden, evil little Emma is reminding me of that hell child from Guiding Light that Josh's Re- and Re- Reva's sister and Josh's oh, wife Lord. had. I was like. I wonder if we're going there. Watch out, Will. Little Will. <laughs> you said Reva's nephew. Oh, yeah. I'm like Cassie's son. There I'm we like, go. Who? I was trying to remember her name. Well, he's a little demon child. He pushed my. No, but he said Reva's sisters and Josh's child. I'm like, what? I I hate to say this because the comparisons aren't fully fleshed out. Uh, Will Emma is reminding me of Will. The when I was looking at the set with um, Daniel Cosgrove and Stephanie Gachet on it when they were at um i guess it's his house her house whichever wherever they were this last week the apartment it's like that thing's as small as the old guiding light hotel rooms (laughs) and i was like what's going on with all my children and then on top of it they like i know it's been used before but then they had like this one moment um griffin and tad are going to the hospital and the next moment they're in the hospital, and they just did one of those flash cut across screens, and I was like, "Boy, this is looking like Guiding Light." Any thoughts, Reagan, on <sighs> the things this last week and all my children? Nah, I don't know. I I'm just not. I, I I have my moments where okay, yeah, that's okay, and then I'm like, oh, why do I, why do I watch this? Show? <laughs> I want Griffin and Kendall to do it already. Yeah, yeah, I do like them so a lot together. I do like them a lot. I I just just from being on this podcast with you guys for so many years, I, I do feel like I'm watching Guiding Light being rewritten. I feel like we're in... Because you've heard us discuss the storylines. Story I feel like we're in Springfield and not Pine Valley. Really? <laughs> you got a Springfield right on there, Reagan. <laughs> I know, but... And I guess it goes back to what we, we've talked about in the past week, is that a lot of people are getting a little tired with these same daytime writers because they're writing the same exact stories. And I don't have a problem with similar stories because there are just classic soap type stories to tell but put a new twist on them and i just don't feel like we're getting a new twist i feel like twist i feel like it's almost verbatim to what they told on a show that got canceled one of the things with the whole deadline storyline when they were talking about the the sweeps numbers that all my children pulled in think back to february and how little there was actually or how little of a reason there was for someone to tune in. I feel like there was no sweeps. Exactly. There was nothing. It it, it didn't feel like there was a sweeps at all on all my children. (laughs) And so it, to me, it's like all of a sudden we are, I can't believe like Mel, Mm -hmm. who thought, who would have thought that two years after guiding light, we'd be discussing guiding light so much. 
but it just feels like the stories on All My Children are plodding along in that same way that they did on Guiding Light before the last six months. Because remember how things all changed with the return in February mm-hmm. of Philip, but prior to that, it was just this relentless march to nowhere. I, I feel I feel like all my children is on this relentless march to nowhere. Yes, things have improved. Signif- there have been significant improvements. The acting is better. The writing is tighter. But at the same time, it it just feels like something and nothing is happening all at the same time. I can I see, I see what you're saying that the writing is tighter, but I still don't I don't find myself enjoying the storytelling. Does that oh, make no, sense? it's not. I mean, why why should we be engrossed with Bianca and Marissa? Yeah, I I, I sort of like the return of Ad, Adam or not Adam, um, Amanda to Jr's orbit because I liked them back in the day when she first arrived in Pine Valley. So for me, I'm sort of enjoying that. I'm enjoying Kendall and Griffin. Cat and Kara are enjoyable. The thing about all my children is is that as much as many problems it is as it has it sometimes feels like even when you try and some, find something positive to talk about because you're so sick of talking about the things that upset you it's very difficult to find the positive nuggets or if they are do exist they aren't big enough to be able to fully say this is amazing this is great they're just nuggets of possibility as opposed to something that has been executed Maybe I'm totally off base, but that's just how I feel when I'm watching this show. General Hospital. I did not do a cold transition like you two thought I was going to you do. You shut up. I mean, but up. Knock if you buck. Come on now. What, what oh, you guys, hush you, baby hater. No. <laughs> what, what do you guys think of the Baby Jake storyline as it played out this week, this week and the development? Can I that... play moderator for a second? Sure. I want to know what Mel thinks of it because she's the newer viewer. Yeah, I think. Oh. Okay. Performances number one are all breaking my heart. Laura Wright, Steve Burton, uh, uh, Rebecca Herbst, Anthony Geary, Jonathan Jack. They killing me. Break my heart. I didn't have much time with that baby, but I didn't want him to die. There was no reason for that. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing on my screen, but I think they could slow it down because I'm getting a little bit of whiplash because Jocelyn had cancer and Jake got hit by the car and then Jake died and then uh, Jocelyn got his kidney and I, you know, can we slow it down a little bit? Give me a little bit of time to process and then I'll be good. But yeah. They're kind of like Y&R with the flat like that and that's GH's and yeah. I am kind of, now that we know who mowed Jake down, I mean. That was good too. I really don't like who, I mean, there is going to be drama there. Let's be real. You know, Tony Geary is going to bring the noise. He's going to bring the funk. I mean, it's going to be drama there. But I was telling Jamie before I told Nippy, shout out to Larry with that Nippy. I was telling him before <laughs> and I was told him before and Navelle took the words right out of my mouth. So I'm like, Navelle, you bugging my laptop? What you doing? I think it should have been Carly. The drama there would have been epic instead of it being Luke. Jason gave up everything to help Carly raise Michael. Uh, He gave up everything, gave up his true love to help raise Michael. Because of the mob, he gave up Jake, only to have his best friend mow him now. That would have been drama. The the storylines out of that would be endless. Well, not only that, but... 
um, Elizabeth and Carly have never gotten along, so it would up that rivalry. Oh, yeah. You'd have yeah. the demise. You, there would be the demise of the Carly and Jason dynamic. To me, if having Luke as the person that gives Jonathan Jackson and Rebecca Herbst more story, but in the long run, it doesn't really do anything for Carly. It doesn't do anything for Jason. That that's that was my reaction when I read the story. You're gonna it, see some stuff with Jason. Yeah, well, oh, obviously yeah. you're going. Obviously you're going to see stuff with him. But when I think about the long term effects, this is this story. Jake's death now becomes about Lucky and Luke versus Jason, Elizabeth, it's, Lucky, right. Versus, mm-hmm. and that's Carl. where I have a problem with it. And Tony Geary was amazing on Friday, except for that initial reaction when Lucky told him it was him. When he had that initial reaction and they cut to commercial, I was like, God, that was awful. But <laughs> when they came back from commercial, that was amazing. But they, Mal's right. And I'm uh, very interested in Mal's reaction because she hasn't watched as long as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing acting. It's been heartbreaking. For me, up until um, Jason returned to the penthouse after his his little typical Jason, I need to take off on my bike for a little bit until that day, which I think was Wednesday. Um, Jonathan Jackson had stood out. Yeah. I, I wanted to reach through my screen and give him like a box of, of clean. Oh, Jonathan Jackson has his Emmy reels for next. Yeah. yeah. I don't but even until, see nobody else's. Until Wednesday, he had, he had really stood out for me. And then Steve Burton, man, he just went neck and neck with him. On Wednesday oh, for me, he I, was um, he was amazing. Ahead. Just him putting his head down on the mantle, looking at that, I at that you. motorcycle. What he can do without even uttering a line of dialogue Thank is you. amazing. Thank you, because I said it on Twitter. He did more with his facial expressions and not saying a thing mm-hmm. than people can do with like ten plus pages of dialogue. Steve Burton did it up. And for well, all and those mo- naysayers who were like, Oh, he's wooden police. Yeah. Hello. Well, and it was a reminder of it was a reminder of those ama- the amazing scene between Jason and Edward after Lila's death. Because that up until this point had been one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. for Jason because those two and it was the same thing. His grief in the eyes as he was sitting there with edward was just fantastic but even oh. as you it, it, even as you went a couple days further in the week when he had his scene with carly where she said i may have been the one who hit him and he did have that dialogue and when he went back to elizabeth's house to return the motorcycle which she should have let him keep i will say that she should have let him keep that motorcycle there you go i mean he was just he's just he really he's he's been amazing he really really has if steve burton doesn't get an emmy for this i'll be shocked because he has been amazing for the storyline but i i i hate that they killed this little boy i really Mm -hmm. really do i i i've have found the storyline rushed i will give everybody that it is a stope opera so i give it some liberties the cancer part of it they've taken a major liberty in the transplant part of it again for the sake of the story, I've let that go. We spent, what, four days on Sonny and Brenda's wedding? Maybe even five? Mm-hmm. Long and, ass time. And then and, even longer on her uh, trying to be rescued. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it, that's what probably bothered me the most with the storyline was Carly had to have Jake's kidney that night. It had yeah. to, it had to yeah. be done that night. Why couldn't it have wait till the next morning? 
Yeah. I, I really wanted to see the scenes that we were supposed to get with Elizabeth really lashing out a little bit more. Um, I loved, oh my God, that smack when she smacked Jason. Ooh, I loved she tore it. his skin oh, off. I loved it. Oh. Loved it. Great, Ooh. great, great. And even, even, I mean, I loved the apology, you know, a couple days later, but I even liked when she said, you chose the mob over your son. You chose this life over me because in a way he did. And I, and I know I speak from a li- liaison fan no. spot, but in a way he did. He never fought for them. He never chose to. Honey, I'm a co-sign you there. Jason did not give the good fight like he would with his desert Eagle. He was. Oh, right. hell. He does. He, he did more for Michael than he ever did for his own kid. Oh, oh yes, he did. Mm-hmm. He gave you know, and, I, and I'm not saying Elizabeth didn't ask him to do it in a way, but, you know, the night that Michael got shot, they sat in his penthouse and they agreed to give their relationship the go-ahead that they were going to get married, they were going to raise that little boy together, and then that bullet rips through Michael's head, and Jason called it all off because he was too afraid. And I understand that his life gave him this overwhelming fear and he wasn't willing to put his child through all the things that Sonny puts his children through. I get that, but he still chose that life over his child. So I I love that whole scene with Jason and Elizabeth in the hospital when he asked her the kidney and she smacked him across the face. I, if I was Rebecca Hurst would have thrown in and I'm sick of you picking Carly all the time. I would have thrown that in too. But that's just me. I'm, vind- well, I'm vindictive. Like that. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not been a good week for you. I mean, they ran Jake over <laughs> and they ran over your Buckeyes, too. I, I know. Mean, oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? And sure after did. the podcast, we need to discuss what. <laughs> After the podcast, we need to discuss what your coach, football coach, getting in trouble means for conference play next. Oh, fall. I don't, Luke. Um, Luke I don't want to hear it because you know, uh, you know, if he's if he don't get fired or forced to resign, you know what game will be everybody's first game back. Well, well, see, that's what I was wondering because, like, the there isn't it like five games, and it'll like the game it, that I will be with you in. <laughs> On football <laughs> confidential today. Um, sidetracked. We're big. I'm a Nebraska Huskers fan. No, really? Um, Mel, now I wanted to ask you about something that we were discussing before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole discussion of who could kick whose butt in a fight. Lisa? <laughs> Yesterday, myself and Jillian and uh, Tori and uh, Latoya. On Twitter. Don't give them that government name. <laughs> well, just saying. They don't know who, I don't know if I give screen yeah. names. You can't link them yeah. up. Anyways, we got into the biggest battle over Robin versus and Lisa. Spins Vixenella. She jumped oh, in. Oh, her too. Her too. Over who would win in a fight between Robin and Lisa. Now, me personally, I have Lisa all day no, and Lisa all night. She Lisa is crazy. She crazy, 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 crazy. And I love it. Asexual, you know who was in that brawl too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she crazy and she from Texas. I'm just saying. I oh my Lisa. God! Okay, when we told you yesterday, Texas is not a benchmark because Marcus is from Texas. So don't keep Honey, saying that. It's General Hospital. No, no. what? Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Now, now, um, nah. Jillian, Mel's had her chance to say that Lisa would kick Robin's butt, but your opinion is obviously different. 
oh, all day, every day, Robin will kick her ass. I'm like, forget the Patrick aspect. I'm like, when Robin smacked the shit out of Lisa several times, what was her thing? You mess with my child. When you mess with someone's child, everything falls, flies out of the window. Ken versus, no, I wouldn't say Ken. I would say child versus crazy. Child trumps all the time. Damn, Patrick. I mean, Patrick is just a bonus. Although we did all agree, Patrick must have some really good stuff for all them for, for them to go crazy over him. I'm like, he must be doing cartwheels. But no, my money is on Robin. I remember when she slapped the shit out of Carly in that hotel and walked away like a diva. When Carly first came back, she and Carly went toe to toe, and she and walked away like mm-hmm. I still think Carly Shame. would beat her in a fight. Well, Carly is a road. Yeah. Now, Reagan, <laughs> now Reagan, I sort of find myself agreeing with Mel that Lisa would take Robin out. What are, who who's which side do you fall on? In a drag out physical fight, you always go with the psycho bitch. <laughs> what I told y'all. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I love Robin and I am 100% on team Robin when it comes to who is right in this situation but when it comes to fisticuffs that psycho bitch is gonna take her out after all the things that lisa's done to her robin's about a, one minute away from snapping hey, but robin lisa will just do even worse things when robin finally snaps oh please robin whose child is that robin knows how to hide the bodies robin knows how to dislocate your shoulder with a shoestring let's be real I got Robin all day, every day. You and um, what's his face? Our intern Dan on that team, Lisa Grape Juice, because yeah, Dan. Um, how am I the one on? The I don't mean you. I met oh, Mel. Reading too. I don't mean you. I okay. mean Mel. You sit down now. Come <laughs> out there, like Mel. Yeah, Mel and our intern Dan is on that Lisa Juice because Dan. Well, Dan thinks that Brianna Brown can beat. Kimberly McCullough and scenes, and I'm like, Dan, you on that corn liquor yourself? I didn't, I didn't say all that. Oh, I just said, I know you ain't crazy, but y'all two are on that team Lisa Jive. I think if you mess with someone's kid, forget the health thing, forget that Rob, you know, she played with Robin's meds and left Robin for dead. Forget all that. Forget Patrick. When you mess with someone's kid, you will snap. You will snap. And we seen Robin go buck against Lisa when she played with when she played with little Emma. Damn, Patrick. Robin is like, you can have that bastard. Just don't mess with my baby. Oh, I'm a well. I'm team. I I'm not sure if this was a metaphor, but Reagan, you blog something and you go. You said Luke's going to be upset this week because we have the Quartermain connection and we have the Cassidine connection. And with Tyler Christopher is leaving General Hospital. And does anybody else find it a little bit interesting that the week that the last remaining full-blooded Cassidine is announced to be leaving, that the woman who originated the role of Helena Cassidine, Elizabeth Taylor, passes away? I don't think GH planned on that. I, no, I don't, think that, I don't think they planned it on that way, but in the world of karma and all these other things it just seemed to me like damn it karma really it it, it is what it well they let tyler go before elizabeth taylor passed away I, so I, I know but it was on the same week that it was confirmed that he was going and it, it did just, seem a little um it's like coincidental. <laughs> it just i mean 
I've watched those clips of Elizabeth Taylor. She was amazing as Helene. What do you think then of the, as it were, the end of the Cassidines? Yes, Alexis is still in town with her many children. But, <laughs> um, I, and I, I consider Alexis to be a Cassidine, but it, well, but in she is of, one. In terms of the figurehead Cassidine, well, they don't play up her Cassidine part. Or but she is a cat. I'm like you. Can she is, them. but they just yeah. don't play it up enough. I mean. If they would have her, you know, kind of struggling with her legal eagle side and maybe being her little conniving Cassidine side, then I could see it. Or if they told the story that a lot of Sam fans wanted, which as much as I'm not a Sam fan, I would, I really would like to see this story and and kind of give Sam a Cassidine ish story. I don't want Sam anywhere near that Cassidine story. Hush. I would like to see that story. She is a Cassidine, and if Sam ends up being the queen of the Cassidines, I'm gonna barf. Yeah, oh but they're God. not gonna do that now. They have her so engrossed in Jason's world, they don't care that she's a Cassidine. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I am sad to see Tyler go in the sense that I love the character of Nicholas Cassidine, and at one time I thought Tyler did a phenomenal job of playing. Oh yeah. Role. At one time, and I will readily admit that I do not like to kick a person when they're down, but as of late, he's been completely outshone by everybody else on the canvas around him. And maybe it's because he's behind the scenes frustrated with the writing for his character, and it's just too hard to mask that on camera, which it's unfortunately your job to do so. Or, I, I, I don't know, you know, I wasn't I know there are a lot of people that were fans of the Brooklyn and Nicholas pairing. I wasn't one of them, but that's just a matter. That's a personal matter of taste. Um, I enjoyed them. The, it seems that the writers just didn't really want to write up that Cassidine story. They dropped the Cat- Valentin Cassidine story last uh, spring that we were supposed to get in favor of James Franco. Understandably so, you could get a freaking movie star to come on your little soap. I get it. And you it. got mentioned on the Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But people do like, or fans do like the Castines, and you continually refuse to write for them. And, with, and now they're gonna, and now they're gonna go after poor Edward again. But with budget cuts looming, it makes sense, unfortunately, to cut Tyler. As much as I hate to say it, I. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I. You know what? A lot of people I've seen in the comments are like, "Why isn't there a big uproar?" Well, if you read the stuff that we post on the site, you would see that this. In all honesty, I'm gonna go here. This wasn't unexpected. Tyler said with soaps and depth, ABC soaps and depth. He pretty much he not pretty much he put his cards on the table. He yeah. said that they weren't writing for him. He said that his contract was up soon, and he said if GH isn't going to write for him, he's going to leave. And I can't blame him. They really have not done anything with him. And to me, this is just my take on it. This is something that I know. This is something that Tyler has said. I think when he was play- being played in scenes, it seemed as though that he wasn't all there because they weren't giving him anything to write for. And as you said, Reagan, as an actor, you're supposed to mask that. But... With some people, and I'm not saying this is Tyler, but I'm just saying, with some people, you can mask it, and some people, they can't mask it. He just, they weren't doing anything with his character. His character was twisting in the weeds. What I do find interesting is he spoke with Soap Opera Digest after some of his other 
little um, interviews, and his contract is technically up in June. Yeah, it is. And they didn't give him an end date when they told him that they weren't going to renew his contract. But he says he's done. He's not coming back. So I'm really wondering what's happening behind the scenes now because he says he's 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 done. They told me no. They didn't tell me when I'm done or what my end date is, but they told me no new contract, so I'm out. So I wonder if they're going to recast that role. That was just what I was going to ask. I don't would you guys like to see the would. role recast? I don't know why they would. It doesn't. Um, I, I love, like I said, I love the Cassidines and I've loved the character, but I, you have the actor that originated the role and you're not writing for him. Why would a new character, why would a new actor force you to write for them? I, that's what I don't, depending Maybe they need to be inspired. No, well, stop whatever. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like, you know, we still have to deal with Aiden's paternity now, unless they, you know, Depending on when they get rid of Tyler and when they do the Aiden's paternity thing, because, you know, Jonathan Jackson spoke with Entertainment Weekly about, they asked him about Aiden's paternity, and he said they're not focused on that right now. And I'm like, please don't tell me they're going to back burner this shit now. You know, I understand that they have to because this girl's lost her kid, but they're not focusing on that now. And Tyler being out means when are they going to focus on it, which means they're this... going to have to either do it now or bring him back later, which I don't see Tyler coming back or they're going to have to recast the role so they can do it and then wrap it up. This coming week, she should revisit looking at that paternity test again. Well, her looking at it and her telling the rest of them, you know, yes, I mean? but that's, that's it. So it should start. Something should start with it. I don't know how far they're going to go with it. Like, depending on Tyler's end date, we should know something because they really do have to touch upon that. And if they don't, that means they have to recast. And that would kind of suck. Not kind of, that would suck if they recast and have all these storylines for a new actor when they didn't do it for the current actor. Right. Well, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot to deal with. On that note... We would encourage you to comment on this episode at DaytimeConfidential.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash DCConfidential. You might just see Mel and Jillian going at it over Lisa and, and Robin at some point. Who knows? No, you won't because I'm all locked down on Twitter. And, and us as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> we thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Bye, y'all. Robin for life!